Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's just quickly have a chat about my new book, which is coming. It's out June the 27th, and I would just adore you all if you could click pre-order now, because I promise you this book is even better than my others. The science of plant-based nutrition is for everyone. It's for people that eat meat and for people that don't. And it's going to help educate you all about the benefits of a plant-based diet. We cover things such as obviously the gut microbiome, the immune system. Should you be worried about plant milk, seed oils, anti-nutrients? Do you need to take omega-3 supplements? There are so many questions. And I basically think that the world of scientific research is just changing at a dizzying pace and myths and fads are proliferating everywhere so with the science of plant-based nutrition you can achieve a plant-packed diet that's right for you this book is for children all the way up to adults i hope that it will be in universities again like the previous one and schools and libraries and i've got the most amazing forwards and good praise for it from deliciously ella joe wicks fern cotton and tim Spector. so if you could head over to amazon now hit pre-order on the science of plant-based nutrition i promise you won't regret it Welcome back to season 17 of Food for Thought. It's incredible to be here. My name is Rhiannon Lambert. For everyone that doesn't know, the reason this podcast is so unique is that I myself am a registered nutritionist. So I have two nutritional science degrees, a master practitioner, further diplomas in different areas of nutrition. The Retrition Clinic I founded in 2016. We have some amazing psychologists, dietitians, nutritionists in there to help you with your one-to-one advice. Not forgetting also if you need any additional support to your diet, we have Retrition Plus, which is formulated for you with the latest scientific research out there. Now, we're here to bring you a fantastic series ahead full of tons of amazing guests. If you need any extra information, you can find Retrition across all social media platforms, even from TikTok to Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn. And of course, you can head over to Amazon and leading bookshops and find any Rhiannon Lambert authored book out there from the science of nutrition to recipe books about pregnancy and of course my first baby back in 2017 renourish so let's get on to it enjoy season 17 of food for thought in today's episode of food for thought we are joined by the phenomenal british actress and singer she's a west end and broadway legend kerry ellis Her performances have not only earned her, I mean, a dedicated fan base. I have been there at her shows and they are obsessed with her, quite rightly so. She is established as one of the leading voices in musical theatre, inspiring so many people. Kerry has embarked upon a diverse array of projects. And I'm talking, she originated the role of Alphaba in Wicked, who's the Green Witch on West End and Broadway. She's one of Brian May's go-to singers, having recorded albums that have actually reached the UK top charts. Kerry is one of those talented people. She's a mother. She's got two young boys like myself. And I know how hard that juggle is. And also to stay healthy when you are one of the leading performers in the UK and abroad, it's a tricky balance. So today's episode is really going to be focusing on the fact that can you really have it all, this incredible stardom, and can you be fit, healthy, 
and be the most incredible mother to these two young boys. Let's have this conversation today. Welcome, Kerry Ellis. Hello. Thank you for having me. This is exciting. I'm buzzing about it because I started obviously by saying, you know, there's an appearance that I think you do it all. People are obviously looking and they think, oh my goodness, she's not only is she... A musical theatre, you're going to cringe when I'm saying this, I know what you're like. <laughs> she's a musical theatre legend, guys. She's a oh. performer, she's got albums, she's going on tour, but you are also a mother. It's the phrase, I don't like, how do you do it all? But literally, how do you do it all? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, you know, you're living in exactly the same, you know, world as me. You're trying to balance everything. And, yeah. and especially nowadays, you know, we, we're, we're wives, we're, we're daughters, we're mothers, we're uh, we're career women as well and it is it, I hate kind of that word of oh let's balance you know work life balance because mm. it, it's it's they're not it's all one thing mm. it's all you know you have to negotiate so many different things but you know I do actually feel quite blessed to be able to do it all because you know we we love to have a career and we love to be a parent and we but if you don't have the the right surroundings, you don't have the right support, you don't have um, anything in place, you can't do it. And it is it is difficult because you are, it has to be a team effort to do all those things. It really, I mean, I can't remember the saying, it's, what does it say? It takes a, a, a village, village. To, to raise a family. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. It, and it really does. Yeah. I, I rely on so many people um, at different times for various different things and, um, and I'm grateful. Yeah. Well, it's a nice way of looking at it because if we, you know, gratitude is a huge thing. Of course, we're blessed to have these opportunities, but it hasn't come easily. And I think you'll know, especially being a woman in an industry as well, starting um, back before social media was a thing Mm -hmm. in this world. How did you find, I guess, becoming confident in yourself to be able to put yourself out there in the first place and say, actually, yeah, I am going to jump on a plane and do a gig I've been offered in Singapore? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think it comes from, a lot of it comes from your upbringing, doesn't it? I think even if we're unaware of it or not, um, a lot of it comes from how you feel as a as a, as a a youngster and how supported you feel as a youngster. And I was very fortunate to be, you know, my parents were great. They did support me. And even though I was, I wanted to do something that they didn't quite understand, I wanted to be in show business. And, yeah, because um, they're not performers. They're not performers at all. No, my dad is was was a policeman and my mum worked in social services. Yeah. Again, my mum, I, 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 this resonated with me quite recently about my mum was kind of a, a working mum she had yeah. a career and she obviously brought us up as well and I remember her being around a lot she ferried me everywhere yeah. my dad worked shifts so she was kind of doing it all back then and and I things like then that you start to go through like I think I'm perimenopausal and and I think you know things like her balancing a a work-life balance going through changes go, you start to understand them differently and go blimey they were doing it on their own yeah. without without anybody talking about it and you mentioned social media we're we're kind of fortunate to have social mm-hmm. media in a sense because we can talk about things yeah I wouldn't have known about the menopause no. or anything before social media or how to be a mum and have yeah. a career and but social media does give you that community and it does give you that information it has its downsides obviously yeah, but yeah. it does give you a lot of support and going back to we well, said originally I was supported a lot when I was younger and I think that gave me the confidence, confidence to just be okay with myself and I think that's moved forward and I want that for my kids I'm very very um, aware of giving that to my kids and making them feel or hope I make them feel yeah. <laughs> supported and yeah. you know free to make their own choices it's almost like social media I guess it has opened doors but for you obviously Making that decision, right, I'm going to go to... Did you go to Lane? I did, yeah. Lane Theatre Arts. That's really intense. If you haven't come from a musical background and suddenly you're going to a stage school, can you talk to me about what that experience was like going to this high-pressured environment at such a a young age? Because that school has produced some, like yourself, incredibly successful performers. How, How did you adjust to that? What was it like for your mental health? Yeah, I mean, it, it was a big one because, uh, you know, you're you're a big fish in your little pond while you're at home, and you're you're kind of the top of your dance school, and you're mm. you're winning all the competitions, and you're having a great time. So mentally, it's all good, 
Um, and like I say, I was in a really good environment at home. I had a good social network with my friends. Um, and then I went to drama college. Yeah. I think the, the worst bit for me, or the, there was a real moment that, that stands out for me. Getting into the college and going through that audition process was one thing. And that was, you know, I got into there, which was great. I didn't get into Dorian Bird. That was the only other place I auditioned for. That's interesting, um, isn't it? Which school will take which person yeah. Yeah, who got into the others? Yeah. yeah. Um, but then I had we I had to go through a um, a scholarship kind of audition process to get some funding, to yeah. get um, some support, because there's no way my parents would have been no. able to afford to send me. Um, so I went down the the council route to try and get some mm. support and money. And I and I had to do a completely new audition. But what was different with this audition was I had to do things like I had to go through a physical. I'd never gone through a physical in my life. So to suddenly be sat on a, you know, on a on a chair and being like prodded on my knees to see if my reflexes worked and yep. and to see how tall I was and my weight Weighed, and, and yep. being measured and mm-hmm. what my bones did and what my where my legs would go and that to me was strange because I was suddenly like oh. This isn't actually just about if I'm talented or not. No. It's about, I guess, like athletes go through it. Your you body. Know, my body. Is my body right? And that was that was the first time it it, it sparked something with me. Um, and then through college, I mean, we had weigh-ins. We were weighed back then. I don't know if they do it now, but we, they, we were. And mm. we were talked about how we looked, what, you know, if we were slightly... Overweight. It's all right to say it because I think back then the emphasis was hugely on a certain number and aesthetic. Yeah, it was. It was, and and we didn't really discuss mental health then. We didn't discuss nutrition then, um, which maybe they do now, and I hope they do now. And I and and also it was very stereotypical then, where it's changed. I think now, whereas you know your dancers would be slim and uh, and your vocalists might be slightly more curvaceous or whatever, and. It it was yeah it was trying to make you all fit into to one kind of one one place which yeah. was difficult and I think at the time I just went I just took it in my stride I think yeah. if I look back at it now and I speak to some of my other my other friends that were students at the time it's it's proper made a mark on them and they and they're still now dealing with things that that affected them from then and I and especially a couple of good friends of mine that are still in the industry that we I was, was working with one of them recently I'm Louise Dim and I'll talk about yeah. her she is a joy and we were trained together and we still sing together now and we performed together the other night and we still talk about we still leave voice notes of like oh I've put on four pounds yeah, oh, yeah. I'm going to this and I swear and so I think even though I wasn't aware of it at the time I think it did scar me a little bit mentally and still does but uh, it wasn't it didn't consume me I think I think you came compared to experiences I've seen in our clinic I think you came out all right from it considering Mm. you were exposed to what I would call a lot of harmful disordered yeah behaviors yeah I think but that in a way is the very old school mentality of okay Look this way, perform this way, do what we say, hit the numbers, you will succeed. Because you got, when did you get your first break? What was it like coming from that environment and then getting your first big role? Or It was quite soon. I mean, I came out of college in 98 and I was yeah. 19. And I wow. went on a cruise ship for nine months, which was amazing because socially it was, yeah. it was a real boost. And had a great time sailing around the Caribbean, singing, wow. dancing and, you know, living that lifestyle and young and meeting lots of new people. That was brilliant. Yeah. And then when I came back from that, I pretty much went into My Fair Lady. So that was quite soon and a big show like that quite quite early on. It's a huge show. You say it so casually, but to lots, to lots of people <laughs> listening, right, they're going to be thinking, oh, my goodness, she was in My Fair Lady. She was in We Will Rock You. You were late. You've literally done every show out there. <laughs> But once you were put on a kind of leading lady, you know, high profile role pedestal, what was that pressure like to then keep that up? I, again, I think way back then at the time, it wasn't really it wasn't in my world. It wasn't on my it, it just I didn't think about it. Yeah. And I think now I think about it, whereas from then I was going job to job and I was doing, like I said, I did My Fair Lady, I did We Will Rock You, I did Miss Saigon and I was going show to show. So everything was good. It was all fun. It was all buzzy. And 
And even the audition I, processes didn't seem well, to phase you back hard, then. Or, but I think yeah. because I was in a show or I was going to a show, I was just in it and yeah. living it. And I think that it just is part of the journey. And I was young enough to to treat my health slightly differently. Yeah. As in, I mean, I've always been really active and super kind of um, fit. You yeah, know, you're always... going to the gym after this recording. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> but, but I wasn't as educated about it as I am now and I kind of wish I was because if I'd have had the tools that I have now um with just nutrition and diet and exercise I mean I'm no expert at all and I'm still figuring it out but how it makes me feel now mm. I have more energy on my I feel like my recovery is better my voice is better yeah in especially in the last four years when it, it's been a big gear change I wish I'd have done some of these things a lot earlier because I think it would have just helped me navigate a show. I think I'd have been better energy and recovery-wise in an eight-show a week um, if I'd have just put better into my system yeah. and exercise. And I think when you're in a show, you just let the show be the exercise. Yeah. And you think, if I do too much, it's going to... You'll it's, get run down. I'm going to get run down. But it, it doesn't work like that. No. And we know that now, but I think when you're younger, you... You kind of a bit, uh, you don't abuse your body, but you take it for granted that it's going to bounce back. <laughs> it's so fascinating, though, to go from role to role in that way. You're in the heights of, you know, the musical theatre world. You're thinking, oh, this is my career. This is what I'm doing. Like you said, nobody actually sat you down and checked in on how you were, no. what you eat before a show. No. So you just left in the dark. Because I find that, obviously, I work, as you know, yeah, with yeah, performers yeah. on what to eat on yeah. the go it's hard it is hard and my my husband works in um in football and he um he manages a team and 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 has worked in development over the years yeah. and i look at the amount of um advice and support that they're given because they're treated like athletes and performers aren't treated like I athletes know. and i don't know why they're not because they physically emotionally mentally they are so why they're not educated from back in college? I mean, mm. whether the colleges are changing, I don't know. But why there's not more nutrition, more mm. active education in colleges? Yeah. I don't, and they say once you're in a show. It's, it is bad. It's bad. I was invited to the Opera, National Opera Studio the other week to give a nutrition talk, but it was voluntary. So they had chosen to actually do that. Wow. So some places still do not have active nutrition modules. And considering how much they pay these days, I mean, it was a lot back then, but it is so much money for people to embark upon the career you're yeah, in now. Yeah, It does blow my mind. But when you were going through that time, what would you say was the big break that, oh my goodness, Carrie Ellis is the musical theatre legend you're considered to be now? <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm still finding it. <laughs> I think I'm still looking. I think because it's, it's, it's such um, a marathon. It's such a... You know, you do go from job to job. There's no... It's like if you were in any other industry and you were working up the ranks, you'd be at like, I'd be a CEO by now. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, you I would, would yeah. run my own company. <laughs> yes. Whereas in the... You, it's, you do go job to job and it's kind of like... It's not like starting again, but it's... You're constantly hustling. You're constantly finding... Keeps you the very next, grounded. The next thing. So... It's quite a roller coaster of emotions, um, which is, I think, where my I I kind of go lean into my fitness because it, for me it's an outlet. Mm. Um, and if I'm not doing a million shows, I get I just go from runs or I'm in the gym or I'm I, I get obsessive with my with my fitness. And I think it's because if if the, if I'm not if I don't have that um, outlet in a show, I have to find it somewhere else. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, I don't know if there was a, a, a kind of eureka moment. Um, it's only when I start looking back on it and, like, we'll talk about it in a minute, I'm sure, but the, the tour that I'm doing at the end of the year mm. is um, is a book tour and, it, and it's talking about... It's amazing. ...what I've done and, and some new songs and bits of pieces. But it's only those moments when I actually start talking about those, you know, the big shows or the things that I've done that you go, yeah, actually... It's been good. It's been really good. Yeah. But in the moment, you're just going, oh, I'm not, I'm not, I haven't got a show tomorrow. What am I doing? Ah, yeah. Never going to work again. <laughs> but it is crazy because obviously you're an author, you're a performer. You met Brian through Brian May from Queen working on We Were Rocky, which mm -hmm. I think a lot of people will know you from because you have done some incredible collaborations and continue to do so. Yeah, he's been amazing. I mean, we, 
we we were voice noting literally this morning because he's out in in Tokyo um, oh, and he? he's about to perform in in the Tokyo Dome and obviously I was there at the beginning of the yeah, year yeah. and but yeah I mean he's been so instrumental in my life uh, yes um, with the music and with um, obviously with the show uh, we will rock you and we've done various albums and performances yeah, together I but... listen to your albums with the kids in the car they Aww. love it they love it yeah <laughs> it's good but he's also been. He's also kind of a friend of the family now, yeah. you know, like my, my kids were sending him little videos yesterday to Aww. say, have a good show. But he's also been an amazing um, support and mentor throughout. Mm, and imagine. he's a really good kind of ally. And you talk about mental health in this industry. He's been through it all and he's still going through it. You know, he still has those highs of the shows and then the lows of when you're not doing mm. a show and the struggle of working, balancing your life and your... Um, and your career and and he's a great person to bounce that off and we do talk about that a lot which is um which is great I'm grateful to absolutely him. I mean Queen obviously were huge and sometimes I do think about it and I think oh my goodness he's an activist for you know anti-fox hunting and he yeah. does so many different things I see so you work with Brian a lot and then obviously you originated the role of Alpha Bow and Wicked which a lot yes. of people I think you've got a lot of people that are literally I would go as far as saying obsessed with you. I, I know because I've been to your shows because I'm so lucky, obviously, mm. to get to go and see you a lot. But they're there cheering you on every step of the way. And I think a lot of them maybe started when you originated the role and you yeah. got invited to do it on Broadway. How was that? Was it a bit of imposter syndrome? Did you embrace <laughs> it full swing? Oh, wicked. I mean, wow. What <laughs> Where a, do you start? What an event. What a time in my life. Um yeah, it was an amazing couple of years. Um, it was, yeah, to get it was was amazing. And and when I got that call about you know getting that role, it was incredible. And it it did have a weird. Did you know the show when they called didn't know you? The show. Right, so no. it was literally you're going to do this new show. Yeah, you had no idea. Didn't know. I knew it was. A, I knew it was a spin. Well, I thought it was a spin off of the Wizard of Oz. Was, yeah. Um, at the time, and I I got. The, when I was told about the audition, I didn't even know the music, so I got the just the CD that with the 12 songs on it. Yeah. So it probably had... Was that the Adina Menzel yeah. recording with... Yeah, yeah. so I listened to that and I thought, okay, I'll go along and I'll audition, and I did, and I actually auditioned for both witches to start did with. Did you? Yeah. I love that. Not, not many people know that, but... No. Um, uh, for the first couple of rounds, I sang okay. both, and then obviously I carried on and got the role, and... Yeah, it was an amazing journey. And there was an incredible um, support and uh, obsession with the show. And there still is. And the show's there still is. running. Mm. And it kind of it resonates with people at different times. And people kind of like to say, oh, you were my first alphabet. Or you... So people go back to see the show over and over again. And they have an association with it. They have an affiliation with it because it touches people in a in a certain way. And they do... Those people then seem to be very loyal to you. And yeah. th these people that saw me way back when do still come and see me in various shows. Yeah. And they do say, oh, I saw you first time on Broadway or I saw you in the West End or you were my first alphabet or whatever it is. And, and they still then continue to follow you, which is lovely because you kind yeah. of, you've sparked something in there. Yeah. And vocally, it's a challenging role, Alphabet. I cannot get over. <laughs> but the reason you are so incredible, Kerry, is because you are A, reliable, obviously vocally gifted, but to be able to sustain that type of role must have taken a physical toll at some point. Oh, it was horrendous. I mean, yeah. it was like the best and the worst job I've ever done in my yes. life because of the pressure and because of the They're vocal. all waiting for that one moment. They're waiting for you to go, ah. Yeah. And it's... If you've had, you know, if you're you're eight shows in or you're two weeks in or you're three weeks in, four months, whatever, and you've got a cold or you're yeah. slightly off or you're, it's 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 so difficult. And you don't want to be off and you, no. you don't ever have time to recover. Your cords swell. You don't have time for them to, to recover properly before you've got to go back on. It's It's a real, it's a real struggle. And like I said at the beginning, I wish I would just had more education yeah. with my physicality, my nutrition yes, to help support that because I know, I just know that it would have helped me yeah. recover quicker and be stronger 
physically, vocally, it, it just would have all been made so much it more sense. It would have been amazing because we know now that our immune system, 70% is in our gut. It yes. resides there. If you eat well for your gut health, you're more likely to have a better immune system. Yeah. You're able but to you've sustain. changed that for me. Well, since us, yeah. since us uh, meeting yeah. way back when, that's kind of when it all started to change yes. for me. Yeah. Um, because we had we had a couple of chats. Yeah, we and did. Yeah, you made a couple of changes for me, and then I made it changed my whole outlook. And I think just changing your mindset with with that has such a big effect. And I didn't realise at the time because I thought I was relatively healthy and yeah. active, and I thought I was okay. But I'll, you were, but you were not putting yourself first. Yeah. That was one of our big things I remember yeah. when chatting because, and this is okay to say, and I think we all do it, I do it, and I'm here preaching to the, you know, choir or whatever they yeah. say, but as a mother, as a performer, you've got a pressure to perform. Sometimes, for some bizarre reason, we just neglect the basics we yeah. need of consistency, of yep. what we can get, your conveniences becomes life. Yeah, yeah. It's hard. And making the right choices as well. You yes. think when you you I mean I listen to loads of podcasts as well now. I love them and I love talking about And you nutrition. have your own? I did well I did. I haven't done any yeah. for a long, long time but it's I great I, in lockdown. Yeah, it was a good good little vice. Um but yeah it's I think it's it's so important and I love picking up new things. I love picking up um new bits of advice and, and nutrition and trying things out and um, and and learning, constantly learning. But I, I, I mean, I can't, I mean, you know, obviously, but I can't believe how powerful it is. Food is, yeah, it's so connected. Every performer I speak to about their diets and the nutrition, like when I was even at the opera school last week, I could not get over the stamina that these performers are expected mm. to exert and without any education on timing of meals. Uh, yeah. Or what to eat. What to eat, how to eat, how to avoid a sugar high, a sugar yes, crash, yeah. all that kind of stuff. So were America ahead of the game? I have to ask you this, <laughs> because obviously you then were so successful and incredible in origina originating a role, which is pretty cool. You'll mm. have that forever. Then you got whisked off to Broadway. Was it a total different scenario? Well, it actually worked. It was a bizarre way how it worked, because when I got the call to say that I had the role... Um, they said you're going to open in London. It's going to be great. How did that. you feel when you got? Oh, that? I was buzzing. I was buzzing and slightly scared. You yeah. know, suddenly like, oh, really excited, but oh, actually, the expectation now it is... makes me kind of emotional thinking about you getting that phone call. Yeah, like, oh my gosh, I remember it so vividly. Yeah. I was walking down Compton Street and I remember the phone call so. Yeah. Um, and then about a, um, I think it was about a month later, a few weeks later, I was told that. Um, the original Elphaba, Adina Menzel, mm. was going to come over and do the show for a couple of months um, in London. So initially, my, my initial thought was, that's, you know, oh, I wanted yeah. to open the show. But yeah. then I was like, well, you know, the original girl that created the role on Broadway is coming to London. That'd be great. And, you know, it gives me a chance to kind of settle in before I mm -hmm. then open the show. Um which was fine. She came over. It was great. I'm um, open the show, and then they did a big launch for when I went in a couple of months later, which was lovely. And had she not have come come over, I wouldn't perhaps have gone to Broadway because I ended up being her exchange, and that's how it works in theatre. You can have an exchange. You can swap casts basically. So the fact that she did just opened up a doorway for me to be able to then go to New Amazing. York and play it play it in New York. Amazing. And were they into nutrition there in New York? Did they under no, okay, right. Well, I thought not... they might have been ahead of the game a bit, but maybe not. <laughs> I don't think there's any surround there's nothing there's no support surrounding the shows. I mean, I guess it's a professional environment and they think that people are probably looking after them, themselves. I mean, when I was doing it also, there was no social media. No. So yeah. what we have access to now, I mean, I've got endless foods on my, yeah. on my you know, recipes, and yeah. which we didn't have then. And beef, when I was, I guess there's more access to quick food mm. in... Um, in New York, there's which isn't always a good which thing. Isn't always good, and, and like you, I could, I would kind of go out between shows and grab like a salad box or something. Yeah. Think I'm doing the right thing, but, but probably actually not fueling myself no. enough to do the show. But thinking, oh, I don't want to eat too much, and I, I don't want to put weight on, and I don't want to be in my big meal at eleven p.m. Yeah, but yeah. you've you're not fueling yourself right. No. So it. Uh, 
Big it's one. a really hard one. Are there any roles as well that you wish you'd played that you haven't got to play? I'm sure you're asked that oh, all the yeah. time, but there's loads. I'd I'd love to do Evita. Oh wow. I'd love to do um the witch in Into the Woods. Yes. Um, oh my goodness, yes. I'd love that. Yeah. Um, I'd love to play Gypsy at some point. Um Baker's Wife, Sweeney Todd, you know, that's oh, yeah. loads. Okay, it's Sondheim yeah. is a kind of... Cabaret. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. nice. Loads. So, But the doors are still open for you to do that. <laughs> well, if maybe. If you wanted <laughs> to do it, I think... Well, things are slightly different now because my boys are... Alfie's 10 and Freddie's 8. Oh my gosh, he's 10. I know. How that... 10 just sounds so suddenly grown doesn't up. It? Doesn't it? But and he's he, not, but... He's, uh, he, well, he feels it. He's huge. He's suddenly, wow. like, I look at him and I think, how have I got a 10-year-old? Yeah. Um... So show-wise, it's difficult for me to be in a, a long show. So for me to do, like, my tour and small gigs and concerts, and that's that works for me really well because I'm not away for long periods yeah. of time. Um, saying that, I mean, I did Anything Goes a couple of years ago. And, yeah. and you know, if it, the, if the call comes, you go, you know, that's yeah. that's just how it works. Um, but, yeah, I don't want to be away from them too much. But, and I, but I do like the variety. That, it, that does create variety for me. So. But I can hear that conflict. It's the constant motherhood well, it's constant. conflict. it's constant, yeah. It doesn't go anywhere. Of course. You want to be at home with your kids, yet you need the break, yet you need to keep your career going because, you know, they're going to grow up and go off at some point. Yep. You want to still be doing what you love. Yeah, it's hard. It is hard. And, and I think as, as a parent, you, you need to have uh, the time where you go away as well and be... Be who you are so that you're a better parent and, yeah. you, you know, you can educate them and be, be the best parent you can be. But, yeah, it's hard. It is a constant, constant battle. And are the kids, <laughs> do they pick up on your musicality? So I know they're so active because I see yeah. them on the monkey bars all the time. They're, they're doing their thing. They are incredibly fit and healthy. And they obviously get that from you and your husband because you're both so fit and you're into that. Mm-hmm. But are they musical? Do you think there's a... The Fred, my youngest is a little bit. Fred's... A, they like music. Yeah. And they, we, we take them to lots of different things. So we'll take them to musicals and football games and, and concerts and and life experiences we mm. try we travel with them we try and give them lots of um just experiences that they can then see that the world is 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 yeah. bigger than yes. than you know their, their little school hours isn't that, that amazing they... you're able to give them that though isn't that incredible yeah i mean it comes that comes with its challenges but it i think it that's the job isn't it it's, it's mm. giving your kids um just as much op- opportunity as you can Hi everyone. So just to have a quick discussion around pregnancy multivitamins, it's really, really important I think that when you're pregnant you're getting the essential nutrients you need to support your body during conception and pregnancy and that's why at Retrition Plus I'm so excited to announce I'd been working so hard for so long on a pregnancy multivitamin. Now pregnancy is a remarkable journey. You know, I found it very difficult. I could not eat very well during my pregnancy and it's been formulated with the key vitamins and minerals you need like folic acid of course, the essentials, vitamin D and iron. It ensures the well-being of both you and your growing baby. So you need to be able to trust. And our transparent and traceable supplements are backed by scientific evidence and support and in line with UK government guidelines. Everything I do at Retrition Plus has to be above board and it's more than a supplement. It's a supportive companion. I wish I had it when I was obviously pregnant on your path to motherhood. So enjoy the pregnancy multivitamin. If you guys want to go and check out the range at Retrition Plus and our new products, which I know are going to help so many people, just head over to retritionplus.com and you can also check us out on social media at Retrition Plus. So it leads me on to two kind of questions before we take questions from our listeners. The first would be, what advice would you give to aspiring performers today? I know it's a different landscape mm. and we, you know, you touched on body image. I can't yeah. still believe how frequently you were weighed at school and, <laughs> you know, all of that madness, I hope, still isn't happening. But is there any kind of bit of advice that they can have? It is completely different now. And I wouldn't even know how how it is for them now because it was so long ago since I changed, trained and it has, it's, it's a different industry. It's a completely different industry. We're de- dealing with completely different castings and and setups and Mm. and ways into the industry um but what i would say is that it's a it is a brilliant industry and it's fun i think it's one of the best jobs in the world i think those those moments when you get to perform or get to interact or get a response is is just is wonderful but i would say you need to love it because there's so much 
rejection. There's so much. Um, there's so many challenges. Mm. Um, there's so many no's. There's, yeah. You know, you have to love it to be able to pick yourself up and, and go again. Uh, and if you don't love it, it's all good when you're doing a show and when you're having those experiences. But those times when you're not and you've got to get up and you've got to go to the gym and you've got to look, you know, you've got to make sure that you've got to go to another audition or you've got to make sure that you're okay so that you're the best that you can be when the next opportunity comes that's the time you need to love it because yeah. those are the times you've got to pick yourself up. So that's you, yeah. such good advice. Love the off just as much as the on. That's it. But that's the hardest bit. Is there one pivotal no that you've ever had in your career that you remember hit hard and it was harder? Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, well, weirdly, Evita had come up. Evita was auditioning. Um, I'd done... That's Lloyd Webber, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was doing a brand new version of it. It was going to be a big... West End, exciting new show. I'd just done Les Mis, so I'd done We Will Rock You, My Fair Lady, Les Mis, Miss Saigon, and I thought, this is my time. I'm, I'm ready to create yeah. a role. And I'd done a few auditions for it, and I thought, this is just perfect for me. Anyway, yeah. I got the call, and they said, you didn't get it. Yeah. And I was devastated, because yeah. because I'd built myself up to, 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 to for this one role. Which you have to, you have to have self-belief. But the three weeks, couple of weeks later... I get the call saying, we want you to audition for a show called Wicked. Yeah. So had I wow. have gone down that route... You'd never that, have done Wicked. I might have never done Wicked. So, you know, I think sometimes your path is meant to happen. It is. And don't fight it, you know, let it be, let it... Just just go with it and, and see what happens. And you almost have to experience those no's and those real lows in terms of your career and your path to yeah. enable you to grow stronger, right? Absolutely. And they do make you stronger. And they, you learn about yourself... And also knowing that it's not personal. It's not because they mm. don't like you as a person. They just You just don't fit into what they're looking for. And that's okay. And also, before I do go on to questions from our listeners, which I mm. will, with that whole idea of you just don't fit, have you ever had somebody comment on how you looked in terms of you just didn't look right for the role rather than the abilities you're able to provide? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have. I mean, whether it comes directly or indirectly, uh, yeah, I mean, times I've been told to drop a few pounds I've been told to uh, and then and then then there's ones that you can't change not quite tall enough or you don't fit in with that yeah, yeah. look of that family or you know it the, the ones that are, are rougher are the when they attack you as a person like or not really? attack but if they say well your acting wasn't quite good or you didn't yeah or you are slightly you know fatter or thinner than what we want yeah. it's that that's harder to take than yeah. you just didn't fit yeah, it's really difficult, I guess, separating yourself from having to fit a specific role and character when you are a different person anyway. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. a... Anyway. It's a minefield. It is Another a mi podcast. It's a complete other podcast, but it goes to show how resilient you have to be. So the questions that I've got for you, um, I think the first one, Freya, and this is a really great question, what was it like performing at the Queen's Jubilee concert? We haven't oh, even touched on this. God. It was amazing, you know, because we... It, what was lovely is that we were just part of this very exciting time. And obviously, Brian and Roger played as well. We played in her garden, oh, um, which, amazing. Was, which was so much fun. I, the boys were there, the, yeah, oh. which was, they were obviously a lot younger. Um, but was, we were just part of this kind of rebel team of people that went into the Queen's Garden and sang rock songs and, and it just felt it just felt so much Amazing. fun the, uh, what was funny going into it we had to all um, we, we got a coach over there I think we'd done a show in the afternoon so we got ready at the theatre and we all got into our little kind of bohemian outfits we got a coach over and then we had to go into the palace but we all had to go through metal detectors all of our costumes were covered in metal oh, because of, we were. I had I had a bullet kind of yeah, yeah. vest thing on, <laughs> and because we were just going through, and it was going, and we were laughing because everybody was just going through these metal detectors, just setting yeah. them off. So, but it was a great day. We Did loved you have it. To learn etiquette on what, how to be on that day in the presence. Of the <laughs> well, we did, we weren't because we were just doing the show. We were kind of ushered in and ushered out. Um, yeah. But I have I have met some of the royals since doing yeah. the festival of remembrance of and course. doing. Um, the Royal Variety. So I have met a few royals since then, which, yeah. which yes, you do have to learn how to curtsy, curtsy. and not, <laughs> not speak until there's, you're spoken to. And, but, you know, it's, uh, 
I've been fortunate to sing for a lot of Amazing. the roles. Yeah. And for the boys to see you. I love I love that. Just what yeah. a what a moment for your yeah. whole life to really reflect it's on. Do you have a ritual before performing, Cameron's asked? So do you have, you know, superstitions? I can't do this, I can't do that. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, I try desperately not to because it can affect your show if you then don't yeah. do those things. Um, but I do like, I like a, a, just a calm, quiet room. I quite like to be on my own for like 20 minutes or so before yeah. the show. I don't like the busyness of it. Yes. Um, I think people have this idea that we're all kind of hanging out and having a party no, no, before no. the show. But for me, I like just a quiet time just to get my head in the, in, in gear because you've got so much to think about. And, it, and once you get onto the stage and in the wings, it is busy and it is chaotic. So I just like a moment of calm. I might sit and drink a cup of yeah. herbal tea. <laughs> it's so interesting. I mm. go quiet before big things I've got to do. I prefer to have moments yeah. of peace. I think you're either one way or the other, aren't you? Yes. You've either got the music on and you're pumped or yeah. you're... You're quiet and, um, yeah. I love that answer because you must have obviously had so many experiences and high-pressure performances. Like when you perform with Brian, you, I mean, there's just the audiences you perform to. Mm. What's been the biggest one? It's huge. huge I think audience. Verona was. I think Verona was in... Because it was live, it was live on national television, and so it went all over Italy. And it was in this... It was like the Rome Coliseum. Like, it was wow. huge outside... Wow arena place I think it was that because of the people indoors and outdoors and on live on telly amazing. it was amazing amazing live performances you can't take it away um final question we've got okay so we'll have to go into this one anyway do you have the best what's the favorite role you've ever played from oh, oh. what's the best role oh. how can you pick it's but... so difficult it's so difficult because they all mean different things to me um yeah. <clears throat> but I think probably it would be Reno Sweeney because it's the most recent. Yeah. And it was such a feel-good show. Yeah. I was in a good space. I felt great. I was I was just fit and healthy. The show was great. My voice is in good nick. And, and I think everything just aligned for that show. I think people find that so interesting that it isn't a Les part or it isn't yeah. Ellen and Miss Saigon. You know, it's, it's something that you did more recently. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. Yeah, I think because... It's also the most recent and resonant in my in my mind, I think. But um, you know, people expect me to say Wicked, and Wicked was. But Wicked had it was kind of like like I said, the best and the worst at the same Sounds time. Sounds stressful. So not it was stressful. Lie. <laughs> yeah, really it was very stressful. stressful. So yeah, I just had such a nice time on. Yeah. on, on I just can't goes. imagine every night having to go out and be like, right, I have to belt this note. Or everyone in the audience wants it to be this way. Just, Cats is the same though, because everybody's yeah. waiting for you to go touch me. It's, yeah, it's yeah. like, oh yeah. my god. Yeah. No, apart problem. from that, you don't have the twelve songs before it, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no no easy feat <clears throat> Kerry you're touring this year we're about to do our fact mm. or fiction round but first tell me where you're going to be touring and are you going to do some of those numbers what's what's the vibe with yeah you? so this show is a I'm really excited about it it's 40 dates it's a yeah it, I think it's my biggest tour yeah um so we're going all over the UK we're, we're going up to Scotland as well we're we're, we're literally everywhere um, it's quite an intimate show. It's myself and my musical director, Craig Adams. Oh. And it's a book tour. So that mm. it, uh, a, we have um, a beautiful kind of coffee table book yeah, yeah, alongside yeah. it with cool. that has a bit of new music in it um, and lots of lovely pictures and stories. Um, I'm, I, have a little, I have a screen, so I talk about things in the past. So, yeah, there's lots of, of kind of past show chat and then I'll be singing some new songs. And yeah, it's a bit of a variety of yeah. um, songs for the evening. But Incredible. I'm very excited. Oh, I can't wait. When does it kick mm. off? I think it's October. This October. Yeah. So blooming excited. Yeah. You okay. have to come. I will. Oh, I'm, I'm there. You know I'm there already. <laughs> Dilly and I will definitely be there. Um, right. Fact or fiction round, oh, no. Harry. This is the bit I'm most stressed about because I'm so indecisive. <laughs> this is going to be awful. Are you sure? <clears throat> okay, here we go. Right, question number one. Successful performers always have formal training. False. False. It's important to take care of your vocal health, especially during demanding performances. True. It's important to follow a healthy diet and lifestyle to maintain good performances. True. <laughs> if only we'd known back then. If only I'd known. Oh, but God. talent got you through. Well, talent got you through. Well. Um, you're either a musical theatre performer or a solo artist. You can't be both. False. 
I love that answer because you are both. Mm-hmm. All performers easily handle stage fright. Oh, false. That's so interesting. Oh, I think everybody's gone through it at some point. And it's bizarre because you've trained, that's what you want to do. Yeah, but it, it hits you when you just least expect it. Really? Yeah. Usually it's like within like the middle of a, of, of a, of a contract. Wow. Which is weird because it's you're you're so your body's so used to doing the show it's yeah. almost muscle Autopilot, memory yeah but it can just take over you and it's so it's so weird and how it affects people differently yeah. I mean I I was on a workshop sorry I know we don't no work. no go for it go. I was on a workshop with um he won't mind me saying this yeah. Ollie Thompson because yeah. he openly offered it up. And he, we were talking about stage fright. And I, I said, yeah, I've gone through it. And what do you do? I go back and I rewrite the script and give myself the clues that I originally had and basically retrain myself to do the scene. And he said he had to go to a hypnotherapist. To wow. complete, he had such a, a fear about going on and it was affecting his voice and it, it, he couldn't sing his top range and it was, it was getting so much anxiety that he ended up going to see this hypnotherapist. I can't say it, hypnotherapist. Yeah, hypnotherapist, yeah. And, uh, and it sorted him out. But, but he said it was a really scary time. And I think people yeah. have such different relationships to it. It's mental health. It is and mental health. you guys health. were not given support no, for your mental, mental health. health. Yeah. It's fascinating. Yeah. Gosh, um, sorry, that totally sorry, yeah, threw sorry. me off. Yeah, sorry. Um, a work-life balance is impossible to have when you're a star performer. Oh. <laughs> well, honestly, honest, honest answer. Oh, my honest answer would be massively in between. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're, we're all, it's the, it's the ideal thing. We're always more. trying to get that, that true balance, aren't we? So, yeah. I mean, yeah, we're, well, I'd, I'd like to say it's, it's, it's true. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's probably false. But she got back from Singapore last week. So, you know, it's not, it's not straightforward. Um, musical theatre is a glamorous industry. <laughs> False. No, I think that's definitely the most false one. You I'd love to do a backstage, you know, view for yeah. people to just to see actually all the stuff that goes on. Do you think on. someone would let you? You could do it for a podcast. You Maybe. could actually take a camera crew. I'm sure these Maybe. guys would go with you. <laughs> they could go backstage. I'd, lo- I'd love that's that. It. We're going. That would be amazing. Um, right, musical theatre performers are always extroverted. False. I mean, I'm probably the most, like socially. I would say you're I'm not. I'm the most quiet person. Yeah. I mean, I was out with a group of people yesterday and we were... We're all in time, and I'm the quietest person. I mean, on stage, yeah, it's like it's like a different person. It's weird, but in my day to day, I'm completely the other way. Is it like old to ego? Like Beyonce has her um, yeah. person. She and becomes Sasha Thea. Sasha Thea. So is that? I think it is, and I, it's so weird that you can suddenly be really free and open in front of thousands of people. It's the most bizarre thing. Is, and it? have like this confidence that you don't have when you're sitting next to your friends and family and yeah. and, and, and just social people. It's weird. It's very strange. I don't know what it is, but it does happen. This is fasc- absolutely fascinating. <laughs> um, right. Being a performer means you have to be on a diet all the time. False. Good. Very happy. <laughs> That's the end of our. <laughs> That's the end of our fact of fiction round. <laughs> That's the bit I was most nervous about. Carry on. I mean, there's so many take-home messages to end this podcast today, and I think I'll start by just saying, my food for thought would literally be, you know, as a performer, your body is your tool, mm. but equally you need that support network because to be expected to deliver something so exceptional mm. at the click of a finger is not an easy task. Yeah. It's not just that you're talented. It takes grit. Yeah. You don't get where you are today. And you're a very grounded, modest person, Carrie, but, you know, with your... Because I even said I voice noted you on the train. I was like, I've got this really long bio and I cannot <laughs> memorise it off by heart to the camera because it's so impressive. <laughs> but you don't get there without hard work. And we still have to say, look, if you are looking at becoming you know, something or you want to put your energy into a career, you do have to give it 100%. Yeah. So my take-home message would be, please don't let that 100% compromise on your mental and physical health Mm. because today there's resources out there. Carrie, if you could give our listeners a take-home food for thought today, what would that be? I I mean, I think it's it's kind of along the same lines of what you've said, but I would say in this wonderful, weird, crazy industry, if you're looking to go into it, Look after yourself first. Mm. Put yourself first. I have learned in more recent years how nutrition and exercise, diet and exercise, has been so powerful for me. 
Um, but also looking after my mental health. I love to go for a run. I love to go to yoga. I love to look after that side of me. And I think balancing those things will make you have so much strength and so much power that you will just have so much confidence to move into this industry and take on those auditions and those tasks and those no's and those yeses with just elegance and strength and you know put you first and the rest will fall into place Carrie that's that's fantastic and where can everyone go obviously I know you've got your social media but where can people go to find out more about your tour about your book everything yeah CDs? yeah yeah I mean my website is kerryellis.com but yeah my my social my Instagram is probably where I talk yeah. about it the most um, which is Kerryless seventy nine, but yeah, yeah, on my website is, is the place. And can I fire one last question? Just yes. to get it in there. How do you deal, or if you get it with imposter syndrome, do you experience this? <sighs> yes, I do. I do. Um, I, I, in fact, I, I get it a lot. Actually, yeah, I do. I mean, I think the more that I get, the older I get, I'm I'm just appreciative of being there. I had it really bad on. I did my first Shakespeare play. Oh wow! Um, what one was Midsummer Night's Dream? Oh, I love. Were you Titania? Yeah, it was yeah, Titania. Yeah. It was last year, I think, last yeah. summer. And I've never been so nervous walking into a room. And it's so weird because we're all actors, but walking into a room of of, of Shakespearean actors oh. was the most terrifying thing ever. But I sat next to Jonathan Hyde, who's the most oh beautiful, wonderful, humble, generous person. And I said to him, I'm so nervous. Um, and he said, we've all got it. He said, I still have imposter really? syndrome now. He said, I st- I'm still as nervous as you are sat in this room. And he's, you know, a, 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 yeah. such a brilliant actor, legend. And I just thought to myself, well, you know, we are all feeling it. Yeah. We're all feeling it the, the same way. And it's okay. It's okay. Is it because we care and we yeah. want to be here? But yeah, I, I do deal with it. And I think just know everyone else is dealing with it. Yeah. And <laughs> you're not the well, only one. You heard it from Carrie. We're all in this together. Carrie, thank you so much for coming on Food for Thought. Thank you. <laughs> right, that's it. If you're enjoying Food for Thought, you will love what we have coming up in future episodes. I have no doubt. So if you're not already, you just have to hit the subscribe button on your podcast app. So this means you get a little notification bell. I wish I'd known about it earlier. There is a lot of misinformation out there and I really hope that we're continuing to bring you the latest research along with our special guests to ensure that you're just getting the best experience possible. So if you are enjoying our episodes and you're learning lots, then please do leave us a review or get in touch. This will help enormously and ultimately help us reach more people and make sure we're doing the right thing by you and giving you the right information. So if you want to learn more about the best-selling books, the clinic, perhaps you need to book in to see one of our fantastic clinicians or to find out more about Retrition Plus, you can find everything you need to know on retrition.com and you can follow, of course, me on Retrition on all social media platforms. Yes, I'm even on TikTok now, guys, so you can head over there and check it out. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 